0: everybody this is patty negri welcome to the witching hour yep that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens we have got some creative magic for you today yes we do we have author and witch and pagan astraya taylor with her new book about creativity i can't wait to read it i can't wait to interview her but we're gonna because before we interview her where's patty Yep, because it's the only time of the week that I can figure out where I am. So I can tell you, I know it's silly, huh? But if you are listening to this, the week we first drop, which is the week of May 22nd through 28th, May of 2023, I am home. Well, for a couple more days. Thursday, I am actually leaving for Miracles of Joy in Dallas, Texas area, Louisville, for a whole paddy weekend of magic and witchcraft and mystery and seances and workshops and private sessions. So there's a few tickets still left. So call Miracles of Joy if you are interested and I'd love to see you there. Uh, Before I go, uh, Tuesday night, if you're listening to this by Tuesday or seeing it, I'm teaching a money magic class, so all of you people who complain about money all the time, money is just a thing to use with magic, so it's very inexpensive, doesn't cost you a lot to learn how to have a lot of money. Go to universitymagicus.com or magicu.org and sign up for my money class. And Wednesday, we've got my dark goddess class we've been doing with Father Sebastian, and we're doing the goddess Nyx. So it's a busy week, and then I'm on a plane. Next week, for those of you in Southern California who want to get there, I will be at Pacific Coast Paracon. My dear friend, Stefan Pregotti, paranormal investigator, magical man, musician all around. Has this. It's his second year doing this great Paracon at a great old 1930s haunted theater in, at the beach in Ventura. Lots of good ghosts, lots of fun, and it's really good. And then the next week, I just booked a trip to vegas i'm going to be at the cuta shop it's the hollywood halloween emporium and haunted tea shop in las vegas i'm going to be doing two seances the first one sold out really fast workshop private sessions book signings hanging out at this great halloween emporium because it is almost halloween right right so check it out halloween emporium ventura Dallas, Texas, I am everywhere. Then I'm off a little bit so I can unpack and repack. And then Hexfest in August, Christian Day, the biggest witch gathering anywhere. I'm to like three different workshops, a panel. We're all over New Orleans. And who doesn't want to be in New Orleans in August? I do. (laughs) Anyway, I think that's kind of it. Make sure you Tune in to the Witches Movie Coven on Wednesday, live 6 p.m. Pacific time with Heather and Richard Layal and Jason and Courtney and I talk about witches in movies. We're doing uh, The Covenant this week, which I'm gonna watch tonight. Um, last week we did Suspiria. We do old movies and new movies and we never agree on them. So it's entertaining in itself. So check it out on Facebook and on YouTube the Witches Movie Coven. And to dress for it, go to Mystery Control, wrap up in one of our Witches Movie Coven blankets or some mugs. And while you're there at Mystery Control, make sure you go to my new Spellcaster line of t-shirts and hoodies with magical symbols and sigils. And the one I'm really, really excited about, Patty's new Power Panties. They are launched and high top, low top, bikini style, boys style. For protection for love for passion for intuition for money and they are a spell with every pair change your underwear change your life i've been doing this for decades and now you can do it too so check out mysterycontrol.com tell your friends about it find me on my website pattynegri.com follow me on my social media and let's hang out here there or everywhere all right that's it that's where patty is getting ready to jump on a plane guess what time it is it's time for puppy kisses and kitty (laughs) cratches it is time for the willow and grace report yeah this week grace said she wanted to get in on the action just a little bit i just woke up willow as usual because she just finished her big play day so she's a little sleepy she's a little sleepy But she's still a kisser what i wanted to talk about today was animals is divination what what you say well i was inspired by a month or two ago you might remember i had the feline oracle on my show this beautiful woman who invented a blanket kind of like a ouija board which which way your cat sits and where they do you could do divination which is awesome and i still want to get one but even without that special blanket you could use your animals as divination like turn to the left to lay down means yes, turn to the right to lay down means no, two barks yes, one bark no. They. Are... We can use anything as a divination like the watch on the left side, the watch hand on the right side, your second hand. But there's something about using animals because they're alive even more than your Ouija board or your pendulum or your dowsing rods. Tell Whoever you're talking to, your spirits, your guides, the animal spirits in your... There we go in yourself that we want help from Willow to make this decision. We want to help from Grace to decide where we want to go today. What do we want to do for lunch? Two yawns and that's a stay home. Whatever you do, have fun with your animals. But you can do divination everywhere because you're just tapping into so spirit and a yawn. So get creative, curl up with your own and love your babies. That's the Willow and Grace Report. You guys just do not look in the camera for anything, do you? (sighs) Kids. Okay, for this week's magic lesson, I thought I would talk about kitchen witches. Kitchen witches, what's that you say? to a lot of households, witchy and non witchy households, and they have a witch in the kitchen. Yes, it is. It is a magical doll. It's like a form of a puppet. But a kitchen witch has been done for centuries in England and Germany. Everybody has a kitchen witch in your kitchen. It keeps food from boiling over. It keeps moist your roasts. It keeps uh, things from falling. And it keeps safety in your kitchen. So um, I have I have two kitchen witches, actually. You can have any kind of a doll that looks like a witch. This is kind of a standard looking one. They make beautiful ones. I also have a Barbie kitchen witch. You just throw on a broom and a witch outfit. Um, you, you charge them to give them the protection of the house. And they will bring so much love and happiness and yummy food to your home. And especially for somebody like me, who's not that great in the kitchen they keep you from burning yourself, too. Now, for those of you who might have other puppets or dolls or magical dolls or haunted dolls in your home, just a forewarning as a rule, which rules are broken, Kitchen Witch is going to take over the household. She's going to be like the staff sergeant at the house. So if you have your haunted doll like Belle over here or you have your haunted this or you have your puppet over here. She's gonna rule the roost. And I think that's a good thing, kind of like the house mom. So if you don't have one, get yourself or make yourself a kitchen witch because every kitchen needs a little magic, right? Right. Hi everybody, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to the witching hour. Yes, that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. I have some great magic for you today. I do, indeed. You may have seen her before. I've met her once before with our mutual friend, Jason. But let me introduce you to Estrella Taylor. She's an author. She's a spiritual mentor. She's a pagan and witchcraft teacher and a speaker. And she's got lots of books. Welcome, Estrella. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, this is so fun. I am so intrigued. I have one of your books. I know you teach, you speak, you do. And I actually, I must say, I used it last night. I was teaching a goddess class at my school, University Magicus, and I went right for this book from you and Jason. Um, And it's beautiful and it's wonderful. It's just got info, 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 which is what that kind of book does. Um, but tell me a little bit, well, before we even get to your book, I uh, tell me about your path. How did you find, end up in this beautiful witchy world of ours?
1: Yeah. Um, so my mom was a little bit witchy. Like I think a lot of moms can be, if they're not on the other side completely and then in denial of yeah. all that. Um, and she introduced me to a lot of concepts and then I came around when I was a teenager, I decided to study all the world's religions and figure out which one worked best for me. And no surprise, it's witchcraft and Paganism. (laughs) It's like where I felt the most accepted, uh, the most just honored. And my experiences with the other world actually made sense there. They weren't just swept under the rug. They were actually appreciated. So um, I really found my footing there. And I started going to Pagan festivals. And I just loved it. I just fell in love with anyone. I remember my first Pagan festival ever. I was in the van with my friends who had been there before. We, we registered, and then there was this woman, topless woman with giant, giant bosom, and she had nipple rings and little streamers coming off, and she's like, welcome home. And I was like, this is the kind of liberation that I was seeking, I I really want, and I really felt like I was home for the one of the first times in that aspect of my life.
0: Oh, I love that. That is beautiful. And now you truly are a leader in the community and information. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, I, I as a teenager became a seeker too. thought I would just I didn't even go I'm studying world religions. I went, I'm going to try church and I'm going to go to temple and I'm going to go to a mosque and I'm going go to go because I was raised without anything. Um, so same kind of like, oh, um, but tell me a little bit about is this your newest book, the book
1: about creativity? yeah inspiring creativity through magic it is uh, my fourth book with Llewellyn and really it's all about making a creativity ritual for yourself that empowers you to create get your butt in the chair to do the work to show up you know how we show up to rituals you know all prepared we cleanse we set the space we can do the same thing for creativity and actually bring our magic to it So that's the whole purpose of the book. And I also wanted to share some of the experiences I've had with creative spirits. Um, You know, some people might call them the muse, or the genius, or the duende. And uh, you know, there are ones that inspire us and give us ideas and energy and information. And then there are ones who help us put it out there into the world. Like if we're doing a performance or a public speaking aspect. So it's like more like the egregore of our art. And we can work with these magically, just as we would a familiar or any other spirit. So I didn't see any books out there like this on the market. So I decided to write it. Why not, right?
0: Yeah. No, I went right there. I don't have it yet. I'm gonna order it and get it right away. But I just know what creativity and art can do. I'm actually on where I in Hollywood. I'm on the board of the Hollywood Arts Council, yeah. and art, and not even. Magically speaking, um, our local elementary school was horrible. Nobody could send their children to it because it was like the lowest 10% of LA Unified School District. So, yeah, everybody had to go to private schools. And we just decided, I don't even have kids, but, like, we don't want that. We want them going to this beautiful 100-year-old public school. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of all the budget cuts, they had taken all the creativity out, the art classes out, and creativity Um, So all there was was reading and writing and arithmetic. And there's a lot of little immigrant kids and just failing and crashing. All we did was bring in art classes and dance and photography and improv. All the math scores went up, the reading scores, the writing scores, because these kids came into their own. And now the people from the hills send their kids there. Just because we – I just think our – what we are taught in our modern western non-mystical non-magical world we've taken all the magic and creativity out made everything so left brain yeah we've gone out of balance so when i just saw your book i'm like oh yeah." Uh,
1: yeah and we've sterilized it too i think also there's an obsession with history when it comes to american schools and teaching methods and it makes it seem like everything's already been done that you can't be an innovator Just because everything, the curriculum is so focused on the past and it's like, no, let's focus on doing. And I'm obsessed with like doing like a witchcraft practice. Do it. Don't just think about it. (laughs) Don't just read about it do it experience the magic experience it unfolding within yourself and how that feels it's so magical I'm so glad you're doing that that's amazing oh, yeah no
0: it, it's it's and you just see it these children yeah. come alive this is great school come alive they have a self-confidence they're using their creativity which helps their logical brain and yeah. it just changed everything so um so now let's get back to the witchcraft side of things so how does it help you with your
1: practice well, um, there are so many benefits to creativity throughout your whole life. It's, it's like, you know, you, uh, tend to appreciate the journey more. So you get focused on like the day to day, the, and being in the moment and experiencing the magic of the moment. You can lose yourself in this ecstatic arts, whatever you're doing, whether that's like making pots or painting or dancing, or writing a play or something, or writing a book, um, you can just lose yourself in that, and there are therapeutic aspects of that too. That just say that your your life is basically improved because you are being creative. Yeah. And so, um, while I think I kind of view this as separate from my witchcraft practice, I add witchcraft and magic to my creativity. You know, so I have my devotion, my tarot in the morning, um, you know, my moments of spells and things like that. And then I have creativity, which I just kind of um, use some of the magic and spells in that as well to really get into the mindset that I want to get into, to really let the art flow through me and let the creative spirit guide me. Because you know once you have a safe relationship with this spirit, you basically can um, ha- have that spirit inspire you to do all kinds of work. And what's funny is when I first felt mine, I was like, damn, this is a good sentence I'm writing. Like, where did that come from? And I just felt like these tingles in my brain. And like, it was like brushing over my shoulders. Like someone was just like doing this with my hair almost. And, um, it was magical. And and then I was like, there's, this is weird. There's a spirit in my room. And I'm like, I have a really well-awarded house. And I was like, how did you get in here? And he just vanished, you know? Um, but I was like, okay, well, I, I guess he's not a malevolent spirit, because I have really big protection against those, but, you know, ones that are kind of like ancestors or, you know, deities I work with, they kind of just come and go. Um, but I didn't really think anything of it until he showed up again when I was writing something, and I was like, wow, this is a great plot twist, and he was there again. And I I started to observe him, you know, instead of just like chasing him away, <laughs> banishing And because I, I, you know, I was like, this guy doesn't have any bad energy. So it really comes down to working with spirits, that aspect of witchcraft. If you do that, you know, not everyone does, but it's a practice. If you're interested in that, this book can help you get in touch with your creative spirit and work magic with it in a creative manner. And, you know, now I call upon my creative spirit in my rituals, in my like moon rituals that I have. And and I'm like, all right, you're here too, come on, we're not creating anything, but you're gonna be here.
0: <laughs>
1: that's beautiful.
0: So what about somebody like um, that's going, whether they're in the practice or not, or whatever their belief system is going, I, I'm I'm not creative, I'm not artsy, I'm not. I remember I actually did a painting for charity I'm on the board of the arts council. I had to, I did a painting for charity. I was scared to death. I was like, I can't, I can't be, I can't, I sat down with an artist friend. He's like, just pick up the brush. Yeah. Just pick. And, and it was like the, the funnest thing I've ever done. I haven't picked up another one yet, but so mm-hmm. what do you, what do you say to people going, I can't draw or I can't paint or I can't dance or I can't, what do you have them do? Or do you have techniques? And
1: yeah, I, I have been there myself. I was, afraid to dance. <laughs> and and then I became a fire dancer. You know, I think that, uh, you know, I was afraid to put myself out there. And now I'm in spotlights sometimes, you know, and uh, I did acting, I did all kinds of the arts. And it's really phenomenal. Um, you know, we feel this fear mm-hmm. uh, when we are going to put ourselves out there but I reframe that and there's a spell actually to transform fear into excitement because it really is excitement, but also your, your mind's in the wrong place. So you just have to make a little adjustments and then you get in the right place and then you realize like, oh, I'm actually just really excited. And you know, I still get nervous sometimes before a fire dance performance. I think it's natural, but I don't exacerbate that emotion either. And my biggest message, I think, with this book, is that anyone can be creative. Anyone can pick up a paintbrush. If you've wanted to do anything, you have the ability to do that as, as long as you're willing to put in the time. Uh, and this book will help you like figure out the pathway to create your idea from the air, the ethers, you know, figure out your ideas, brainstorm. And then like really light a fire under yourself and like manage your emotions that may have come up when you were a child if someone did tell you like you're not going to be creative you're not going to mount anything that's not art people have said that to me so i've dealt with that and so i go into that a little bit in the book and then um there's also an earth aspect or just like getting everything into place and then completing the circle and completing your artwork and I think it's such a beautiful journey that I encourage everyone to try to partake of that. It's, it's just so magical.
0: Oh, that sounds beautiful. And again, something we all need. We're coming out of crazy times, with the pandemic and everything and everybody's been so locked in and fear-based and not fun. So what a perfect way to
1: start. Yeah, we, we need that. We need artists and community too. So yeah, whether you keep yourself to yourself, that's up to you, but I encourage showing your work, even if it's just, you know, down the street or to your friends at, at a dinner party or whatever. Yeah. I just, you know, think everyone needs to be appreciated for the work that they do. too.
0: I do, and and when I, what what you're saying about fear changing fear to excitement, when I did change that in my life, I changed everything. Cause, right. Cause ev- everything. And then it becomes addictive in a good way. Like I I'm so scared I'm gonna do this. I'm so scared versus, you know, we have I'm so scared I don't want to make that phone call. I'm so scared I don't want to show them my thing. Or I'm so scared I'm gonna ride a roller coaster or I'm gonna watch a scary movie. It's it we just flip our perception and all that energy instead of being lost in nerves goes into wow.
1: Right? Instead of being trapped. And I think a bigger fear is I'm so afraid that I'll succeed too. Oh yeah, (laughs) that a lot of people don't even like take the time to process that, Uh, and you know we've all been on this path like where we've succeeded at something or another, so we have the ability to succeed at our arts in whatever way you know comes to us. I just think it's um, such a valuable lesson. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is beautiful.
0: Now, um, again, can't wait to get this one. I wish I had it. So you also seem. um, in your other books, I was looking. You want air magic again? I don't have it. Reading about it, you have intuitive astrology. You have. You seem very
1: huh? <laughs> intuitive. Witchcraft. Sorry.
0: <laughs> intuitive. But, oh, I wrote that down wrong.
1: Intuitive witchcraft. Um. <laughs> so, so what's a little bit about that? Oh, um, intuitive witchcraft is basically. Um, so you know, I came from being taught by people who knew witchcraft, basically Circle Sanctuary. They were all Wiccans. Selena Fox is amazing. Mm -hmm. And she, I learned a lot of like lessons about courage from her, you know. So when I was in college, you know, going to Circle Sanctuary, it was just amazing. It blew my mind open. And I was so entrenched in my studies, I didn't have time to read a book. Like, homework was insane so i just jumped into practice and i just did what felt right to me i used the model that was taught to me from circle sanctuary you know it's basically a a wicked model but i adapted it to whatever i felt like at the time i broke down like spells to create like a formula for spells including the actions and the magical correspondences which i called personal correspondences because i didn't have the tables you know of like uh basil is fire i was just you know Basil for me was courage, so I just made my own definitions, and I didn't realize that that was basically my own system, and intuitive witchcraft is encouraging everyone to create their own system or just use their intuition to figure out what they think um, they can do to make magic work, and I give them my formula in there. Uh, Actually, there's a free PDF on my website if anyone wants to download that. It's, um, there's like a little table where it defines everything and you just like fill in the blanks, (laughs) basically, and it's nothing that I'm creating, obviously this has been around for a long time, but, um, no one's ever broken it down like that before. And if you don't have access to a lot of different herbs or minerals or things like that, you can just use what you have on hand. I just open my spice cabinet sometimes. I do too. And
0: everything's there. And I'm not even a cook. It's like, yeah. oh, cinnamon. Yes, fire. <laughs> no. yeah. um, so I
1: know I'm going to have you repeat it at the end, but if somebody goes, what's your website? I want to go fill that out. What's your website? It's astreatailor.com, A-S-T-R-E-A-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Okay. Yes. Thank you. And
0: we will repeat that again and get all your socials and things like that. Um, you seem, at least a little bit that I read about you, very elemental in your work as as well do you bring that into the creativity and that that book and
1: yeah i do yeah so um i encourage everyone to start the creative journey with the brainstorm which i call the air parts and then you know the whole uh water fire earth and completing the circle those just help you get in the right mindset it's kind of like casting a circle um in your house or wherever you do ritual or whatever um, you can bring in the correspondences of air, fire, water, and earth, and then complete the circle um, with the creative correspondences, what I call that, uh, basically whatever helps you get in the mindset. So for air, that includes music. I feel like music really helps me get in the right mindset. So I use earbuds a lot whenever I'm creating to just help me like channel all my energy into this and I always use mo- music that's like appropriate. I like playlists a lot too. <laughs> it just helps me like do the work and hyper-focus on it. It's magical, you know? And there are so many little elements like that, like the elements. Um, I also found that Soda Light really does help me express myself. I found that uh, candles, you know, usually a blue candle helps me express myself as well. But uh, again, this is for writing books. So anyone can use any color that inspires them. If orange makes you feel like you paint better, like you get in the energy of orange when you paint, then that's the color that you should use. That's your creative correspondence for fire. Um, There's this beautiful story too. I write about in there about how when I was younger, like I fire, you know, is the willpower, the creativity, you know, and um, the passion for it and how I would just, inspire other people to create. I thought of myself as a muse, you know, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, especially probably younger women. (laughs) I was like giving art presents to this painter. I was like making food for that uh, construction or the guy who did wood stuff, you know, and I was always helping these other people, even though I always wanted to do an Do art myself but I just didn't think that I could do it on my own I imagine like I needed some kind of external help and so the way that I had this as a metaphor in the book is that um, it was like the little match girl you know I was always lighting fires for other people giving those away and I never lit fires for myself so they're actually like matches or your lighter is a magical tool in this book and you have to like activate it or strike it you know and appreciate the potential there and the fact that you're gonna use it on yourself as opposed to giving it away to somebody else. I think that's beautiful, I I love that. So can you give like one little example
0: of like something you would suggest to do, like a, a, t- a technique or a, let's sit down and do this?
1: Yeah, so um, nice. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the book is working with the egregore or the spirit of your arts. And I think it can teach you a lot about what the art thinks of itself, because all thought forms are spirits in a way, if you think of them that way. Uh, a lot of animists think of things that way. And whenever you create something, it creates this like energy of the art or whatever it is, you know, like there's egregores for coffee houses in the world. There's egregores for this podcast, you know, it has a certain vibe, it has a certain feeling, a certain you know, um, beautiful aesthetic, you know? So you would think of certain things when you thought of, you know, this, this show, your art has the same kind of vibe and really dialing into that energy and listening to it is super important. It it can tell you a lot about, uh, what needs to be filled in, like what ideas it has to expand. And there's a whole meditation about, Encountering the egregore and then um, helping it like get all completed and finished, so you can actually finish your work and share it with the world. Because when you share it with the world, you're also sharing the egregore of your work, that all that yeah. energy.
0: It's what you've created. That that's beautiful. Oh, like, yeah. I've never thought about. It. Yes, of course, my show has an egregore. It's got to be. <laughs> Thank you. And you're, adding, add, and you're adding to it. Oh. I love um, it. So. Yeah, it makes me want to really. So, do you? I mean, this is obviously geared geared towards adults, but what about because um, I have a lot of teens and things like that, and I think that this would be wonderful. All those rough teen years, <laughs> yeah, um, and preteens and that. I work with a lot of those too. So, is that yeah. special for them, or that this book works across the?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I, so. As an older person, I was once a teenager and a preteen, and I remember how awkward I felt in my own skin. I remember how confused I was, and how I just didn't know how the world worked, and I didn't know who I was, and how I fit into the world and everything. There were just so many mysteries that I knew I was going to solve eventually, but I wasn't there yet. And so um, I uh, started doing drama club when I was a teenager in high school, And I loved it. And at first I was very shy. I had a very quiet voice. I didn't know how to interact with an audience. And um, I got a lot of experience just like being present and being uh, in a character, which actually helped me because it was easier to be in a character than it was myself at the time, you know, um, and experiencing like something different, something outside of myself. And, you know, circling back to the Greek gods book, I think it's funny, like Dionysus is the god of ecstasy and theater, and um, the ecstasy is literally being outside of oneself, and so there's like that interesting parallel there too, Um, but yeah, I just think that um, being in the arts in uh, high school as a teenager really helped me blossom. It really helped me find my footing, find more confidence, uh, know who I am more, and just feel more likely to express myself I don't know if I'd be here now if I didn't have that experience and you know like you said not every high school or great person in school has that experience that opportunity so you do have to find opportunities on your own to have an artistic experience where you can go through the whole cycle whether you where you start and you you know start poorly that's okay and then keep going and then you start to get better at things and then you have a show or you have something to show for it at the end of that time. And just sharing that with the world, it's, it's huge. I think it's life changing and I highly encourage every teen out there to have an artistic experience in whatever way you wish. My book can help. You don't need it, but it will help. (laughs) Get a book. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that is
0: the awkwardest time. I was insanely awkward and the same thing. And, and, also I live in Hollywood so you know arts and acting and all dance and everything came in and it, it mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the same either I would be a whole different wow. thing. and you do so much self discovery when when whether you're you're when my one time painting at my mm-hmm. grown up age like you you it's, as you see what, what your fears are, what your strengths are, it's a whole different way of se- self-discovery than when you're, I'm sitting and meditating or that, that left, left brain, okay, A B C. I like this and I don't like that. It's, it's, I like whole backdoor
1: yeah. self-discovery. It's a whole brain experience yeah Yeah, i love that we as pagans and
0: witches we i think we dance better between our logic and our our intuition than a lot of people who are also left brain or creative and no (laughs) logic whatsoever so Mm -hmm. i think that's something we strive for just in our belief system on what we do so thank you for making this book
1: oh yeah my pleasure it's my it's my honor to write this book like Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm I'm probably most proud of Intuitive Witchcraft, but this one is a very close second. This one is probably my second favorite book that I've written just because it has the power to inspire so many people as I've been inspired to have that creativity, to have the transcendent experience, to to work that creative magic, and to really be transformed, like you said. Right.
0: Right and And I, yes, intuitive witchcraft, too, because I've so many people again- I have the school, and it's like what you were said, red candle has to mean this, an orange candle has to mean that no, your truth, your truth, and so many are afraid am I doing this wrong? am I doing this so breathe you 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 know what's wrong and right for you, yes, yeah. we have these guidelines, we have the 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 norm, so mm-hmm. um, I can't wait to get both books, so you guys check her out. So tell everybody where they can get your books. I don't know if you have them you can hold up or probably put them in later. Um, <laughs> where, again, where they can find you, your social media, a place where
1: people can follow you, um, and your books. Uh, well, the best place to get books is on my website, and I will actually sign them for you and ship them. I ship them every other day or so, and I'll write even a little uh, blessing message for you if you'd like. Um, but yeah, uh, this book is available for pre-order right now. I'm taking pre-orders. So is Amazon and Llewellyn and probably Barnes and Noble, an indie book. Um, and then uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, my handle is just at Astrea Taylor. I'm sometimes on Facebook at my author page, Astrea Taylor Author. And um, yeah, I guess that's about it. Uh, okay. I feel like a lot of people have left Twitter lately. <laughs> I Okay. You know,
0: ever changing everything. I am still there, but I don't understand that. Oh, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they did what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you can find her, Astrea Taylor, go find her, go to her website. You can get everything. Um, and thank you for what you bring to our community. Thank you for bringing your magic.
1: Yeah. Thank you for seeing it. Yeah. And um, I'd love to uh, hear if anyone has any questions about that, they can contact me. Uh, there's a contact on my webpage or on my website. Uh, Um, Instagram as well
0: okay thank you very much thank you for coming to the witching hour
1: thank you hi everyone